welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Today's podcast is brought to you by PhenomsFF.com. Join a season-long fantasy football league for money at PhenomsFF.com. Higher payouts, more league variety, and better customer service. So go to PhenomsFF.com to start a league today. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Mike Yozimovich. Hi. And today we are talking redraft strategy. That's right. Big Labor Day weekend upon us, guys. A lot of fantasy drafts out there. A lot of us have had fantasy drafts. I know if I have already had five. And, uh... (laughs) Jeez, oh man. This, is a, this is a big weekend. I got two more drafts this weekend, ready to go wrap these up and get my fantasy uh, year going, ready to win some cash. My big uh, dynasty uh, draft is this weekend. Switching from redraft to dynasty, and it's Sunday. Good so, maneuver. Yeah, I'm excited. Good maneuver. So uh, I know Matt has retired from redrafts. All Zero together. redrafts for me. Yes, he is strictly a dynasty guru. We'll take his uh, opinion. With a great assault. Yeah, especially if you take a look at our newly updated rankings. We'll take your opinion. We won't, we won't, we won't, we won't, whether we won't agree or nor deny if Matt was drinking during those rankings. It was his birthday. It was his birthday. It was his birthday when he did the rankings. Get on there, click on Matt, sort, laugh, giggle, then go click on Rich. I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. All right, guys. I see how it's going to be. I see how it's going to be. up, sorry. Make, like make fun of a guy on his, like, right after his birthday when he, all right, that's fine, that's cool. Happy right. birthday. So, guys, let's talk redraft strategy. All right. Uh, now, you, you've heard a lot of things about people going zero running back approach, right? And people are like, you don't have to take all these good receivers in PPR leagues. Mm. And I, I thought about that approach pretty seriously as well. But, I mean, again, we talked about this yesterday. If you've had a redraft already, you will begin to realize that right after these like top tier backs go, like these five, seven, ten backs go, you don't want anybody. It's like hard to it's hard to like, all right, this guy's I feel comfortable with this guy in my lineup. I mean, Frank Gore, do you feel comfortable with him as your start your number two running back week in and week out? No. No. I mean, guys that were sleepers on like Devontae Freeman's, you can't feel comfortable with him as your starting running back right now. So nope. You know, as most leagues go, if you go on our rankings, the top five picks are, well, we do have Calvin Johnson there, but LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Calvin Johnson, Eddie Lacy. Then goes Jimmy Graham, and then you get in there with Matt Forte. And then it goes a nice string of receivers. And, I mean, literally, I mean, obviously these are our rankings, but I feel comfortable saying, you know, and now, Bart, I one thing I will still say is do not take a quarterback. Do not take Peyton Manning in the first round. Yeah, don't do it. Don't go quarterback. Listen, guys, I waited in my first redraft league I was in. I waited all the way until the last two picks before my kicker and defense to take two quarterbacks back-to-back, and it was a 16-round draft. I got Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Palmer as my starting quarterbacks, all right? Uh, the lineups, the matchups are already in. Ben Roethlisberger's, and I, now granted, you don't, who cares about projected points, but just for an example, projected points, Roethlisberger is projected at 19.9. Matt Stafford, who I'm facing, who was taken in like the fifth round, is projected for 22. So just to give you an example, and I took, you know, Roethlisberger as a second from last pick. And Carson Palmer might be able to have a nice solid sleeper year this year. So check this out. This is something I just like came across today. Uh, I'm just doing a little research for my uh, dynasty draft. Or total reason not to take a quarterback for 
well, especially in a redraft, like don't take Peyton Manning high. Um, Andy Dalton, who we have ranked overall 15th in our redraft, right? I do my leagues on CBS. Andy Dalton was the fourth highest point getter per my league rules. You know, we do four points, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but no. it'd be safe to say that's probably like how, you know, all points equal. Andy Dalton was the fourth highest point getter at quarterback. So, like, dude, there is not much of a drop off, like, in the quarterbacks at all. You have a couple tiers, but they're still close, man. Yeah, you got to you, you, you just wait on the QBs, man. That's just the way to go. Now, granted, you might accidentally draft the wrong QB just by, like, the luck of the draw. You know what I mean? The one that has the down year. But, like, you can seriously get a good QB, like, yeah, later. Yeah, you wait because so. you can get those guys late. And, again, if you guys live in the Cleveland area uh, on Fox 8, Sunday Night 11, my fancy special uh, airs half-hour episode on Fox 8, 11 o'clock, uh, the Rizzo show. I'm on there doing a fancy special, and I made that very clear point. I'm like, Rizzo, I made it a point about quarterbacks. So I'm like, Riz, the number five overall fantasy quarterback last year, you would never guess. It was Andy Dalton, you know? Uh, and it's just so, so people don't think about that. I mean, you can still wait and still get good guys. In a league, in my big, my high-stakes league this year, I had the draft on Monday. And I waited till about, I think it was the sixth, it was the seventh round. And I got Matt Ryan because it was a six points per touchdown league. And I waited till the seventh round and got Matt Ryan. And right. that's fine. You could take Peyton Man in the second round. And will he score more than Matt Ryan? Absolutely. But when you take Matt Ryan, and I got Brandon Marshall in the second round, and you take Matt Ryan and Brandon Marshall and put him against Peyton Manning and in the seventh round receiver, I don't even know, like a Greg Jen, I don't know, like Greg Jennings. I'm winning I'm winning those battles. Hey, exactly. So I think like rule number one, redraft, just wait on the QB. And I think that would right. I think I definitely we, yeah. I yeah. So too. I think we all agree with that. Go I mean to me, I, you know, I would take depending on where you pick and how the draft plays out, but I think I would take a running back first. I think that's just yeah. the way there's not enough of them. And well, that's depends just the where way you, you go. Right. It depends where you pick and how it goes out. But just generally speaking, I can honestly say the best thing to do is go on dynastynerds.com, download the top 200 redraft rankings, sort by Mike, and go sort by Matt. <laughs> and, and almost, I mean, obviously you hate somebody, you hate somebody, but almost go down that list. And I would say one of my top things is get one of those elite tight ends between the second and fourth round, grab, try and get a Julius Thomas. Try and get a Jordan Cameron. Try right. and get a Rob Gronkowski. Get one of those. And then after you get that tight end, load up on receivers and running backs. Just load up on them. And especially running backs. I mean, almost all my leagues, you know, after I get my wide receivers, I'm just loading up on running backs. I mean, I, I, yesterday my whole bench uh, in my big money league, my bench is Andre Williams, Terrence West, Jeremy Hill, Kristen Michael, uh, guys that, you know, don't have value now but down the road. Where, the where I like those There's guys, not a lot of quality out there. Where I was just about to say, and you kind of like maybe made the point a little bit. I was like, draft a couple guys that have the high upside too, man. Absolutely. Because like now, maybe not like like in your case. I mean, like, dude, all your guys are high upside. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. like, in just the way it's gonna work, not all of them are gonna pan out. That's the way it's gonna be. But like. Don't go ultra conservative and draft these old tired players that have a low ceiling that you just you already know what you're going to get. You're going to get, uh, you know, six hundred yards and five touchdowns, and you just draft them on name value. Go after like go go take Andre Williams. You know, someone that has a high ceiling to steal that job. Justin week Hunter. three, yeah, exactly. You know, so those are the they, kind of guys that are going to end up winning you winning championships. They, if, the they get a, if they get you, if they get you 
you know, into their into your starting lineup or they get a job where they're the starting running back on their team, they're gonna they're gonna produce at a much higher level than what like you were saying, those old tire guys that maybe you'll you'll get you a seven hundred, eight hundred yards. Right. And you just know what you're getting. Right. In our draft, at our rankings, those guys aren't going to win anything. No, are designed to do just that. We have guys like Justin Hunter higher. We have Andre Williams higher. You know, we have him ranked high enough where you're going to get him first, and other people might look at you like, "Oh, you took Andre Williams there." I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm going down this DynastyNerds.com cheat list," and then you're going to be happy and thanking us when you have Andre Williams. Let me put this in my high stakes league. Andre Williams is my third running back on that. You know, on that team. Strictly because of touchdowns, uh, so and that's the best way to go. And don't you know, just like a, dy- a dynasty startup, don't pigeonhole yourself. Don't you know, like oh man, you know what you, you know what I hear a lot of people in redraft leagues saying, man, I really need a running back. I really need a running back. Don't put yourself in that position where just because you need a running back that you're taking somebody like you know a Carlos Hyde over, let's say, an Eric Decker, you know. Uh, somebody who's like so far behind in the rankings. Now, if it's close, yeah, jump around a little bit, but make sure you're not making reaches there. I see so many people, again, I can't say enough about getting one of these elite running backs because the running back, these running backs dissipate so quickly. And right. all of a sudden you see so many people in your league because they were like, oh, I'm taking all these running backs. Like, man, I, need, I really need a running back. And all of a sudden now they're reaching on guys like Trent Richardson. And oh. I like Carlos Hyde, but. Danny Woodhead. And these guys are at the start, and they're going. They're jumping way down farther down the list when they should. When there's still good value there, and guys like Justin Hunter and Dwayne Bow and Emmanuel Sanders and you know uh, a Reggie Wayne even. And guy, again, don't put yourself in that position. Don't reach just because you need a running back. Right. You should like have it like at least how maybe I would personally do it. I would have like I would look, and when it was my pick, I would look at the next like four or five guys and just pick like based off of how I previously just drafted you know like because obviously you're not you can't go exactly down that list because it might not work or fill out your roster the proper way but you should have them like blocked out and like hey all right i'm gonna stay within this, this zone yeah, five right. players right yeah. you can't have all three of your starting receivers with a bye week of week nine which i will bring up too it seems like every league i'm in by week nine has been a killer for me in my redraft league. like everybody i want all the good players on bye week nine i have like a really tough uh week nine too it must be like I think there's a a certain point when uh, um there are more more player or more teams on by. I think it's it's like nine or ten. More or good nine. teams on by. Right, right. Yeah, right. I mean you got you know the Packers are on by week nine. The Lions are on by week nine. The Bears are on by week nine. So we're talking like really good guys there with good teams that are on by weeks. So again, I mean, you know we were talking about this the other day at a draft too. It's like sometimes it's good to have a guy a lot of guys in the same by because then you get it out of the way. You take your L. You take your yeah. You take your lumps basically. And the way everybody else is losing a, pl- a player here, here and there, you're a, you're at full capacity and you're just blowing, you know, you're blowing the doors off. Yeah, I mean it. It's 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 a solid plan if you know you're going to be like, you know, you're going to be able to make it up, and that's really going to be the one tough week. But I mean, if you get decimated by injuries somewhere down the line, you're you're kind of screwed though too. No, yeah, I mean, and, you obviously, know, more, obviously more injuries you, right. you can't help. And right. There's guys you're going to, like, watch on there. You know, like, that's why Aaron Foster is lower on our list than, you know, a lot of other people's lists just because of injury concerns. Yeah, I can't trust that guy. No, me neither. Uh, you know, there's good value there. Again, I, I'm really big on Monty Ball this year, and I have him as my number 10th player overall, but we have him ranked in a, as a first-round grade at number 12. Um, 
And our list is going to do you really well at DynastyNerds.com. Again, definitely if you pay past the quarterback. And if you throw six points for touchdowns, then you might, you know, I recommend if it's a six-point touchdown league, take a quarterback in around the sixth, seventh, eighth round, right around there. You can still get like a Jay Cutler right around there. I got Matt Ryan around there. You can still get those guys around there. Yeah, and if Jay a, Cutler could totally kill, tear up, right? Yeah. And if you if it's a four touchdown, you know, four points, honestly, I would I'd wait until you know guys like all right, right, right you know, target guys like Philip Rivers, Jay Cutler, uh, right around there, and then when you know, right when they're about to go, some you know, when they're about due, then you that's when you pull the trigger on those kind of guys. Right. I mean, you just kind of set yourself up with about four guys that you want if you're going to be picking later, and then once one of them goes, you kind of have to start pulling, like thinking about pulling the trigger. All right, let's get in here. What everybody's listening for. Let's talk redraft sleepers. Uh-oh. All right, guys. We're going to give you yeah. guys that we think that you didn't get late that are going to contribute to your team. I'm going to jump out the gate here with you a start. You want to start by position, though? Like everyone, like, go quarterbacks and then go running backs? Or are you just going all over? How are we no, doing this? I like, I like, I like your organi- yeah. organization. Yeah, style. I'm organized. Yeah. Let's start mm-hmm. off with the lowest valued position quarterback. Okay. So we're that. talking weight on that. We just mentioned a guy like Jay Cutler you can weight on. Right, Andy Dalton again. Somebody you could wait on that that might give you top five fantasy numbers. I think. I mean, to me, like that guy that I would target would be Jay Cutler. I mean, you know, if, like for me, I had him out of uh, the quarterbacks. I know I had him outside the top twelve. I feel like no. Nah. Yeah, I mean, Jay Cutler is somebody I would target. I had him fifteenth, so that would I think that would constitute as a sleeper. Yeah, Jay Cutler, Philip Rivers are two guys I'm feel extremely comfortable as my starting quarterbacks. Jay right. Cutler, especially, definitely bringing San Antonio Holmes. Matt Forte catches a lot of balls too, so you can snag some sneaky catches from him as touchdown throws as well. Absolutely. And, you know, just because Matt Forte is a really good running back, he catches a lot of balls as well. So Matt Jay Cutler is definitely my number one sleeping quarterback, and I agree with you on that yeah. aspect and, as well. And with you saying Rivers, I got him back-to-back. I got him overall 85-86 and back-to-back and Those are guys you're getting in, like, so. 10th, 11th round. Right. You know, you're swooping up all this offensive talent while everybody else is sitting there like, oh, I got, oh, got Rodgers. Right, and the, and the drop-off isn't going to be as crazy as it is at every other position as we've previously discussed. Matt, who's your QB? I mean, the guy, the guy that I was thinking off the top of my head, and I'm not sure if he falls into the sleeper category at, at all. I think he's kind of like right on the borderline is, is Nick Foles. Okay. Because, I mean, I think he, I mean, he obviously blew up at the end of last year, so right. people might be drafting him a little higher than I'm thinking this year. But I, I think he's a guy that's definitely going to produce. I think he's not one of the elite guys, so I don't know if you can really throw him in the sleeper category or not. But I mean, for me, I have I him thinking. ranked 12, so that will put you at the last person sleeper category i think right. he's gonna outperform yeah. that that draft right that draft position and he very he might yeah he, he could end up being like the number three overall fantasy quarterback that you again that you can get as eighth the 12th quarterback taken because guys might guys are let me put it this way i take Foles over tom brady and i guarantee like brady's going ahead of Foles absolutely. in a lot of these drafts absolutely I I have a feeling I have a feeling though a sneaky suspicion that people and i, I don't have the stats to pull in front of me that Foles is going really high in drafts. Do you? Okay. I, I don't know, though. Yeah. I have no idea. I haven't done a redraft draft. Is it Foles true? is not going He's really not? High. Okay. He's going right where we're saying. He's, he's, yeah. saying I'm seeing Tom Brady go okay. ahead of him in a lot of drafts. See, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's a mistake. Let I me say this, what I'm seeing as well. This is my number one. Here's the number one tip for you. Make sure you di- download our DynastyNerds.com rankings. I have seen so many people downloading like ESPN rankings stuff, and they're like literally from like 
three months ago, They're and they got old. guys like Noshawn Moreno. Like people are taking Noshawn Moreno in the fourth round. Right. You know, Wes Welker's going way. High. I mean, make sure you have updated, up to date rankings, guys. I mean, I, I made, I've cracked so many jokes. I'm like, what is that book from 2012? You know, what, what team are you drafting? The two thousand best all 2013 team. I don't promise go off of you, ES, ESPN's list is so outdated. Like, yeah, it, I my wife did a fantasy draft. Uh, for work and she was just going to pull a list off of ESPN so I just kind of like looked at it and yeah like the top picks are pretty like you know whatever like the first you know uh, 25 30 guys but then after that when you start getting into like the meat of your team yeah, where you want to no nail Williams. those guys they're so off base man you know they might have a couple right but then there's just so many that are just and, and the guys that you would want to take like as sleepers like Andre Williams they got like ranked like 200th or something like totally ridiculous. Yeah, you know? you're, you're going to miss those guys. You're going to miss rankings. those guys because they don't have them. And that's why I think our rankings are really good because we give you the best. those guys that you want to pull the trigger on or make sure you get the guys that are going to win you the championships. Right. Like, I mean, if you go on a Yahoo or something like that, like they have so many of the younger guys ranked so low, like in the right. thousands, you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I like, I don't even think anyone even looked at the list. You know? Yeah. They just kind of loaded players in wherever. Yeah. Know? And just, they're yeah. not doing their homework basically. Right. Yeah. Ours are up to date and they're there to help you win. Cause let's face it. When the, the way you win a championship is when, you know, everybody it's so easy to pick in the first three rounds. Cause there's all talent right. there. Yeah. It's when you get really into the gut of it all. You know, it's when you get the decisions, who do I take? Do I take Tory Smith or Percy Harvin? Who do I take, Jock Bell or Bishop Sankey? It's decisions like that that win you a championship. It's a it's building a team with depth that wins you a championship because nobody nobody hardly anybody wins a championship with the team they originally drafted and started. Uh, it's about guys coming through for you, you know, guys like a Terrence Williams uh, coming through for you. And again, we got these guys ranked accordingly. Now, some guys we have ranked that I hate, like Trent Richardson. I wouldn't draft at all. You got to rank everybody. Make though. sure you have updated rankings. So let's get in here. Let's get in some tight ends. Tight ends. Uh, tight end right. sleepers. Uh, biggest name, obviously, is going to pop on my head. My number one sleeper here is Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's just looked really good in Kansas City. They don't have a lot of offensive weapons. You know, they have Dwayne Bowe, Alex Smith. Like, you know, he doesn't have a great deep ball, so I can see him checking down to Kelsey a lot. His speed has looked way better than I thought it could look. He's a really big target. I think Travis Kelsey could really take a big step forward this year. I mean, that was the same exact guy I was thinking too, so I don't have too much to add. I mean, keep an eye out for Taylor Thompson. I, I think he has a chance also as like a, an aside. I wouldn't draft him per se, but I would check him out on waivers. Mike? Well, I, I mean, I guess like someone who I think can be really, really good and just based, and, and it's probably maybe not too big of a sleeper, but Kyle Rudolph, I think, just based off the offense. I mean, I have him ranked eighth. It's, it's a little bit later than he's off the list of, you know, like those elite tight ends. He's in the next tier. I mean, I like Kelsey too. I, I have, you know, I, I think he is a sleeper candidate, you know. Um, I feel real similar to you, you know, about Kyle Rudolph there. I think he's got a, a chance. I wasn't sure if he would. Be yeah, under the radar enough to. Yeah, to, he's like to, maybe one of those like borderline very, very guys. Borderline, but yeah. I mean, I I didn't I didn't want to be like the third person to say Kelsey too. But I I think like if you maybe go Rudolph Kelsey or something, you could have some you know some serious potential yeah, tight ends here, there. And here's the thing: why again? Why if you, you miss com and if draft, you miss those, those things as well, but we have Rudolph ranked ahead of Vernon Davis, who everybody else is taking Vernon Davis way ahead of Kyle Rudolph, which I think is a horrible decision. We have him ahead of Jason Wynn. That might not be right, but we do have him ahead of Jason Wynn. And we got, you know, ahead of Dennis Pitta. We got, you know, Darius Green. So 
Yeah, I mean, our rankings show that. But if you look at somebody else's rankings, you're going to see Rudolph significantly high, significantly behind a Vernon Davis. And I think that's way off base. And Kyle Rudolph, I think, is going to have a significantly better year than Vernon Davis. Right. We've, we've discussed Vernon Davis's inconsistencies over and over again on these podcasts. I mean, he's just up one week and, and he'll give you a zero the next week. So yeah, it's, it's pretty the, tough to rely on that guy. And another game named Don't Let You Get By, get by You, who no, in every draft I've been in, all five drafts, nobody drafts this guy. And I obviously I'm a believer in getting one of those top tight ends, so I don't right. need, after I get my Julius Thomas, Jimmy Graham, Robert Gronkowski, or Jordan Cameron, I don't I don't need another backup tight end right away. But Charles Clay is something right. everybody sleeps on. Yeah. This guy finishes number eight overall tight end last year. Yeah, he's solid, and he's a, he's young. He's only gonna get better. The offense will get better. Charles Clay is somebody you can get as your backup tight end later, who's gonna give you tight end one numbers. You know, so it's just again not a sleeper. Because he shouldn't be, because he finished top eight last year. But, but I think he is a sleeper. It. I think he is kind of a sleeper because I don't think people pay attention to him. I mean, three guys that I like, obviously Kelsey, Ladarius Green, and Charles Clay are three guys I think people don't pay attention to. So no, absolutely. And, and, and I, there's other guys out there. You know, tight ends are full of you know possible sleepers. Somebody yeah, full of like, possible Zach Ertz. Right. You know, in Philadelphia, people are going to like a lot. I like Dennis Pitt a lot this year. I think there's a chance he could lead Baltimore in receptions. Probably going to be Torrey Smith, but I do like Dennis Pitt a lot in Baltimore. Um, Heath Miller, nobody talks about Heath Miller. He's finally healthy in Pittsburgh. Uh, he could be their number two option as well. He'll have a bounce back here. I agree. You know, and if you want to, if you guys want to play in a redraft, let's say you, know, you guys play Dynasty like Matt, and you want to jump in like a daily game, or if you want to get into, you know, they have, they have a thing on there, it's called Draft and Go, where you draft a team. Say you don't have, you don't have the time to worry about your team. Who's this now? Phenomsff.com okay. is what we're talking about here. They have a thing called draft and go. You go on there, you draft your team, you never touch it again. You draft it every week. They take whoever did. You don't. There's no free agency, no nothing. You don't set a starting lineup. Nope. It, it automatically set takes the, whoever had the highest points that week for you, puts them in your starting lineup for you, and that's how you play. Oh, nice. So, so you just it, draft and go. So you draft the team. You like if you you know you're worried about your dynasty league or you're in too many leagues. Boom. No, this is no maintenance. This is draft no maintenance. and go, and, and, and it's basically like you're GMing, and, and you're like leaving the coaching up to the computer, basically. Yeah, and for guys like us, the Dynasty players, you got phenomsf.com right there, you're going to draft really good depth. Oh, yeah. So this is, a, this is a situation where you can get on there and take a guy, you know, guys like Justin Hunter, guys later, you know, in your draft, like a Kelvin Benjamin or something like that, ahead of these other guys, where... When they do have their best weeks, because they're gonna, you know, they're a little bit more spotty. They're gonna be on a starting lineup for you. You don't have to worry about not starting them. So a draft and go league on phenomsff.com is awesome. You want to get a high stakes league, fifty, hundred, you know, five hundred dollars, thousand dollars. They have every kind of league imaginable, you know, to cater to your needs. So get on there today, guys. Check it out, phenomsff.com. You know, highest payouts out there, net, paying out ninety five percent of your buy ins. So in these high stake leagues, so you can't beat that. P-H-E-N-O-M-S-F-F dot com. I use it. I definitely encourage you guys to use it as well. Get on there, guys. It's good stuff. Mm. So let's talk about sleeper wide receivers. You know, mm. a lot of wide receivers, some people are going, you know, wide rec- again, and this is where the wide receivers is once these people start getting running back hungry, it just opens it up for you to get your receivers. You know, you grab, there's a, just as much as a pro of you getting that, you know, running back early following up with your second running back with like a Ben Tate later in the round right there. And then you just load up on your receivers and take running backs when they're good value because 
everybody else is like, man, I need a running back. And, and you're, you're going to get a guy like a Percy Harvin as your third receiver. Uh, you're going to get guys like Reggie Wayne. Now, my sleeper of the year is Justin Hunter in Tennessee. Big fan of this game. I was a big fan of him last year. I made a sure I made a big trade out of the first round to grab him in our dynasty league, dynasty nerds league, and I loved him coming out of college. You know, big back, two big receiver, two hundred pounds, athletic, makes the great, amazing catches. I think he's ready to take a big step forward this year. And once he cracks that starting lineup, he can be putting up hundred yard games on a consistent basis. I mean, I completely agree. The only the only other guy there is is Kendall Wright, and I don't think he's like a natural number one. I think. Justin Hunter is the the number one wide receiver for that team going forward, and I could definitely see him taking the huge step that you're talking about this year. He just, yeah, I like that really, assessment. He's looked really impressive this this preseason so far. Yeah, who do you got, Matt? Um, personally, I like Ruben Randall. I know a lot of people are kind of some people are up, some people are down on him. So I think he's he's he could go much later in your draft if no one's high on him. But I think he's got a chance. I think they've simplified things with this offense because he was on a. He was having a lot of um, option routes and that kind of thing in in the old offense, and now it's it's less of that and and it's more uh, it's more you know preset presets routes where he doesn't think he's just using his his athleticism. Yeah, that's what he needs. Is exactly what he needs. And he, I mean, similar to like we were saying uh, last uh, last podcast, Mike Williams is is their biggest receiver in Buffalo. Ruben Randall is their biggest receiver here in New York, and he I think he's going to be the red zone guy. And Mike Williams, as I mentioned, too, is another great sleeper as well. Yeah. He's somebody that I'm finding in these drafts is almost going undrafted. Like I, had a, I, gave a, I told a guy, because I, I, I didn't need any receivers in my big money league, I'm like, listen, man, I, I'm going to give you advice here. It was like the third from last round. I'm like, take Mike Williams. He's like, really? I'm like, yes, take Mike Williams, man. He's by far the best player available. And he's going to score touchdowns in Buffalo. Take him. So he's another he's another sleeper. I'm glad you brought him up, Mike. Who do you got? I and this is someone that we talked about a while back. And you know he's not as deep of a sleeper as you guys are saying. Um, I'll save my super deep sleeper uh, for a running back. But uh, Torrey Smith, man, every year. I mean, I every year he's put up a little bit better stats. He's on the contract year. Uh, I, I just think that he's. I think he's gonna put up a this is gonna be the year you think he's primed i think he's primed we we we, yeah i think that we we, you know we looked at at his stats and he's putting up the numbers there the receptions the yards the touchdowns every year just slowly getting better i don't think he's ever hit the stride that maybe that was envisioned as him coming out of college and i I I agree with that he's never taken that big leap he's never had that one huge year where he right i think highly i'll tell you what because i was always one of those guys that's kind of down towards smith uh, at Dan Pillar, Pillar wrote a fantastic article on DynastyNerds.com about Torrey Smith, if you can find it in our archives. And he compares the stats of where Andre Johnson was in his career when Gary Kubiak came in to where Torrey Smith was in his career, and they're almost identical for those first first three years. And Gary Kubiak could possibly have, it's called a Kubiak effect on Torrey Smith. So it just it's, it really changed my eyes when he was like comparing the stat-wise where Andre Johnson was and Torrey Smith. And now Andre Johnson's a Hall of Famer, but it was it was eye opening to me how similar they were yeah. play wise. That kind so, of that kind of reminds me of like back in the day of like a, um a Roddy White. He started off like I mean he, he got like kind of under the radar stats for the first like three years of his career. Yeah. And then finally he just like he broke out and he, I mean he's been like a thirteen hundred yard type of guy for like, you know, forever it seems like now. And I, I could see that being Torrey Smith. I've I've kind of been on the same boat as Rich, kind of like, eh, lukewarm on Torrey Smith. But 
I could see him putting together. He has he has very steadily climbed and gotten better. And right. Improved on a, a little something every offseason. Kind of like, you know, that's what the great ones do. Because, like, you know, when you guys know, like, I, I was super high on Torrey Smith from the start. And right. then this past season, I was like, you know what? I I just don't think he's going to hit the potential, you know? And I was, I was like, I was feeling like how you guys were kind of down and out, you know, maybe it's time to move on. And then we did the, I forget what the, the name of the episode was, but we were talking about possible like sleeper candidates or whatever. And I just looked a little bit deeper into Torrey Smith and his numbers. I'm like, ah, geez, maybe I'm like over, you know, I, it seemed, jumping, I was perceiving off the bandwagon a little bit. Yeah, I was perceiving that he was doing worse than he really was, right. you know? So, yeah, so I don't Torrey know. Smith, you know, not a sleeper, still going as like wide receiver twos, but could easily be a wide receiver one this year, so good value there. I'm gonna throw a couple other name out there, other other names out there that I like late. Marcus Wheaton in Pittsburgh, I like that you can get super late. Greg Jennings in Minnesota again, when Matt Castle came in last year in the playoffs, I think it was the week before the championship games. Greg Jennings put up 32 points, and he's somebody that can come in that you know nobody's thinking about. Greg Jennings. There's a couple of rookies like Jordan Matthews. How he how is he gonna play out? Definitely if Matt right. can stay healthy in uh, Philadelphia. Brandon Cooks. In St. Louis in PPR leagues, Kelvin Benjamin is obviously the number one target there in Carolina that you can get a little bit later. Um, will DeAndre Hopkins take that big step forward this year? The guy doesn't drop a single ball. Ryan Fitzpatrick worries me. Yeah, it's the yeah, 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 the yeah. cute. Uh, I lo- I love DeAndre Hopkins, quarterback. Just it might be it, another year yeah, before yeah. that guy takes off. But right. Those are good names. That, again, right. those are names that Sanu. you get later in Muhammad Sanu. As well, like and, I mean, no one's probably drafting him. And br- again, Brian Quick is probably br- Brian Quick's going to start in St. Louis. Sean Hill is still comparable to Sam Bradford. If he's the number one big receiver there, you know, taking the second round, maybe a lot of good reviews coming out on this guy. Maybe he's ready to take a step forward. Again, Brian Quick is somebody you can get with the last pick of your draft. Absolutely, that you're going to be able to maybe plug and play. So Brian Quick, Marcus Wheaton, Greg Jennings, guys like that are guys you can get late for good value. Let's move on to the guys that we all need in any kind of fantasy for, format, running backs. Running backs. I, the number one thing I hear out of all my redraft leagues so far is like, man, I really need a back. Man, I really need a back. And I've learned, you know, get, get like Seth said five times, get one of those good backs if you can get them. Got to do If it. you have a high pick, don't get fancy. Yeah, I think Des Bryant's going to have a good year as well, but get Antonio Brown the way back and roll with, you know. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, roll with Eddie Lacy. Agreed. Guys like that. Agreed. I'll give you my two real quick as I have them offhand. I'm going to say one, I'm going to give you an old timer I think that might have a good year for the value. Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson. I was right. Right. Fred Jackson. I just for the value where he's going to be drafted versus where someone like CJ Spiller is drafted, the dude that you want is Fred Jackson. Goal line carries. And another one, I, I think a, a sleeper, we talked about him on our last one, Lorenzo Talafiero, I think. Could be the breakout, a breakout candidate. He might be a bust. It's a boomer bust, but I think if he hits on the boom, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a winner. Well, nice. and, that, and that's a light, late round. I mean, every I've been, I've done five redrafts. Right. He Both. hasn't been drafted in any right. single one. So I'm just monitor talking, him. Right. Not, definitely with this concussion with that. I love the F the Fred Jackson pick as well. Uh, he's the guy that's going. He's still going. You know, we're right, right, right around where we have him in our dynasty rankings on there. So he's still going right around there. But uh, he's somebody, again, if you need a, a starting running back and don't freak out, you know, he's somebody I'd rather have than Chris Johnson, you know, uh, 
he and again, you know, we have Devontae Freeman, but Fred Jackson's a nice good sleeper that you can get late around there. Who do you got, Matt? Uh, I mean, I have like uh, three or four guys, but the I guess the the one that I have on the top of my list here is is Jonathan Grimes. I think he's like a he's like a, a deep, deep, deep type of sleeper guy. I agree, but I just don't have any faith that uh, Foster is going to stay healthy ahead of him. I think so, it's a definitely handcuffed too. Like yeah, you got to if you. He's have been drafted Foster. every redraft like I've done. He has he been he, okay. late, late, but okay, every so redraft. I wasn't sure I that people. Were, all right, yeah, I wasn't sure that people were going to be on him or not, but. Another guy, I mean, we talked about him last podcast. I'm obviously high on this guy, but it's it's Mark Ingram. It's your me. boy. Yeah. Again, really good value later. Right. Like if you like if you say you go zero running back strategy, like we talked about before that I have a bit with, but you load up on that sweet tight end and re- like really good receivers, then you come away with Mark Ingram and Fred Jackson, that might be a winner right there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like you don't want to draft all of these guys, obviously, no, no, but no. like, you know, if you want to target like one Solid or two of them twos. late, yeah, like yeah. I think, I think all these guys so far that we've named, I think are like super, like uh, super talents, like guys that you would want to target. Uh, really I, have do. A guy, I have a guy for you guys, my deep sleeper guy you can get way late. The other guy, the other running back there is going way earlier, Jonathan Stewart, Carolina. Nice. Yes, another one. I you agree. Know, if he can stay healthy, He's going to be the number one running back there. They're going to need to rely on that running game as well. And Jonathan Stewart, when healthy, is a hell of a back. And he is somebody that you can get, honestly. I mean, I got him. Uh, it's funny, in my one, my one league where it's uh, a 16-round draft, you know, my last two picks before my kicker in defense were Jonathan Stewart wow. and Jonathan Grimes. Wow, awesome. And, you know, that's my bench six. You know, I, I'm starting... You know, I have Gio Bernard and Bishop Sankey as my starters, but in that league, I have Devontae Freeman, Andre Williams, Jonathan Stewart, Jonathan Grimes. So I have good valuable, you know, value late there for, you know, trade purposes or anything along those lines. And what's nice is when you get guys like that that come out and play well, if Jonathan Stewart does play well, it, it puts you in position to trade the guys that you have ahead of them that you drafted earlier that are bigger names for a much better position. So sometimes you got to think about it where, okay, you don't take uh, Mark Ingram to trade because he's doing really well. You trade the guy that you took. Ahead of, you trade you, Arian Foster. Five, five rounds earlier. Yes, right. you take Arian right. Foster and get the Julio Jones for Arian Foster right. that you wouldn't be able to get from Mark Ingram. Just because Even though he's doing well, people are like, eh, I'm, I'm ready for him to fail. Where you trade the guy ahead of him that you drafted for the value. Absolutely. And you start those guys. So Absolutely. the key isn't like, oh, you draft these guys to trade down the road. No, you draft him so you could start and trade the guy that you draft ahead of him for super value, and definitely have to get through your bye weeks. I mean, once you get through your bye weeks, it's not it's it's no longer about depth. No, it's clear. about filling out that starting lineup to get the best possible team that you can to make that push. Not only to win games and get the best seed in your playoffs, but to win it all. I mean, again, some people like to you know brag about depth. You know, I use my depth to get me through the bye weeks, and then I'm going, I'm doing everything I can to build the best starting lineup. I'm making the best thing you do is those two for one packages. You know, you you trade two good players for that superstar because you don't need, you know, that guy's trying to make a playoff push where you've already sunk up the playoffs and you got the depth, depth where you can make that move. You know, you could trade the Mark Ingram and the Percy Harvin for the Demarius Thomas, the Calvin Johnsons. You know, when people got needs, the, and they're making, you'll see people get real desperate in redraft leagues when they want to make that push for the playoffs and they're ready to make moves and they'll settle with their backup thinking two players might get them there. And a lot of times they usually just end up missing the playoffs anyways. I agree. 
I, yeah, like, I like all those guys. Me too. W- um, the deepest sleeper of them all is Bishop Ranky. Bishop uh, Ranky <laughs> from last podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Gotta yeah, listen get, to the last one to grasp that. Yeah, you gotta get on there. I mean, again, I, I can't emphasize enough uh, DynastyNerds.com, our top 200 redraft rankings. Uh, they've been, you guys from all over, people have been downloading them a ton. It's one of our top downloads on the site. And uh, I'm telling you, again, obviously I've done these, worked on these rankings too, but, you know, my rankings differ from Matt's rankings and Mike's rankings, and we took the three of our rankings and really balanced it out, and I think it gives you a really good grasp here. Now, is there, let's, let, before we let these guys go, I already mentioned Trent Richardson. Who are the guys that we are not drafting? Oh. Even though we, now, obviously, we have to rank everybody. Who are the guys that we are not drafting here? You put me on the spot here. Okay, I'll, I'll start with some of mine. I am not drafting uh, Trent Richardson under any circumstances. I am not drafting him. I am not drafting Ryan Williams. I am not drafting Lamar Miller. I am not drafting Vernon Davis. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> I am not drafting T.Y. Hilton. Okay. Really? I am not drafting Stephen Ridley. I'm not drafting Stephen nah, Ridley. Nah, me neither. Yeah. I am Stay not drafting him. Chris Johnson or Mike Wallace. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, those are. C.J. CJ Spiller. See, now, I did get C- Now, here's the thing. I got C.J. Spiller uh, in the, like, sixth, seventh round in one of my drafts because everybody felt that same way, and I just ended up taking him because of value. Okay. I am not drafting rg3 under any circumstances mm. there are circumstances where i would draft rg3 none yeah. for me he's gonna get hurt i'm telling you i'm not drafting antonio brown because i hate the pittsburgh Steelers. i can't do it <laughs> I, <laughs> I am not drafting arian foster um okay i'm not wow, drafting you guys vincent are... jackson that guy i'm not drafting peyton manning i'm not drafting Michael Floyd. No, not Michael Floyd. I'm sorry. Torrey Smith. I'm not drafting him. I would take Torrey Smith with a smile. Hmm. I am not drafting Mike, anybody. Well, no, you guys put a lot of thought in this. I'm like, I'm just listening. No, this is here. all top tra- of my whims. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not good on a list. I, I am I, not drafting anybody on the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, no kidding. Nobody. Not a single not one player, player on the Oakland Raiders. Under any circumstance, am I taking any of those? MJD. Sorry. Run no. DMC. Nope. No. I will pass. I will not draft Wes Welker. I won't draft. Did you say Mike Wallace? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I won't draft the, him. All right. I, all right. I mean, I think that. like all those guys, maybe because I, once you're saying, it's like, it seems pretty obvious. Like, I, I don't, I think hey, I bet a lot no, of people, people are think. drafting. This is what I'm telling these people are drafting these guys pretty high. All right. Well, so so everyone's it. got their different players that they won't draft. Pick out your players that you won't draft and, and you heard mine. Don't yeah. draft them. <laughs> so there you <laughs> have it. Scratch them off the list, man. We gave you a little strategy. We gave you a little bit of sleepers. And we gave you a little bit of doo-doo butter. Hopefully we didn't put you to sleepers. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! And on that note, guys, make sure, again, get to DynastyNerds.com. Do us a favor. Like us on Facebook. And to really help us out with the podcast, the best thing you can do is get on iTunes and give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, and keeps on top of the fantasy football charts, which we're doing really well at. The downloads are increased drastically. We thank you guys a lot for listening. The feedback you guys give, you guys give us is awesome. So 
If you guys have any questions about redraft, I do that as well. So make sure you hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt at Dynasty Nerd Mike. And until next week, guys, you guys enjoy the weekend and good luck with your drafts this weekend. Have a great Labor Day, and we will be talking to you soon. Till then, see you guys. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.